The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said... Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your faith. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here. It's Rotten to the Core Wednesday, and I know some people are saying, Tim, when are you going to quit playing the intro? I'm going to quit playing the intro when the tyrants are dealt with, okay? When this is eliminated, when this mass stuff, when this whole hoax and lies and deceit and murderous plot that's on us stops, that's when I'll stop playing it, okay? I got an agenda. I told you about it before. <laughs> that's what. That's the whole point here. Uh, in any case, if you would like to check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio. We are streaming live the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. It's right there on the right side of the page. Click onto that, enlarge it, join us, click on the icon, and join us on the platform that we're 
streaming off of there. We're not only on <clears throat> SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, but we are also on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Change your search from videos to channel. Sons of Liberty Radio Live, one word, and you'll find us there. All the archive shows, uh, at least where we started on there, uh, after getting kicked off YouTube. So we're on over there. We're on the top page at BeforeIt'sNews.com, DLive.TV, at The Sons of Liberty, and also Twitch at Setting Brushfires. So the bottom of the screen, those of you watching, that's all of our social media outlets. If you're on Minds, if you're on Spreely, Gab, any of that stuff, all of that's listed down there. So be sure to check those out if you're on any of those platforms. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can play that up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And um, then I'll be filling in for Bradley today. He's um, going to Michigan. He's going to be on a road to Michigan. So <clears throat> I'll be filling in today. Hopefully we don't have that audio problem that we had last time to where I couldn't play the videos. That that was no that was no fun. Um <laughs> two hours and I couldn't I had all this stuff laid out and eh. so hopefully that'll be sorted, I hope. In any case, right above that's where you can sign up for our email newsletter. <clears throat> Remember we don't rent your email, sell it or spam it. You get one email from us a day, including the morning show archive. And then if you go all the way to the top of the page, if you are one who agrees with our message, you would like to help us uh, meet the needs that we have each month. And by the way, you know, we never ask you for money. We just say, if, if you want to help, this is how you can do it. Okay. And it costs money to do all the stuff that we do. Bradley and his family will spend tons of money just going to Michigan, gas, hotel, food, not, you know, extravagant lifestyles or anything like that. It's just the basic necessities of getting out there and teaching and preaching. That's it. Okay. So if you'd like to help us in that, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. There's also a way you can become a monthly partner, son to daughter of, daughter of Liberty. That link is at the top of the page as well. And then our store link is there. This week we're highlighting Bradley's signature deadlock drum pad which is a drummer's metronome if you will so if you have somebody in your family that wants to get into music you know music one of the things there's a lot of kids in our family who are into music uh my oldest son can has learned to play about anything he wants to play <laughs> and he's dedicated himself to it and he's really stuck to it and, and my girls from piano to violin and stuff and you know what i'm told that if you are musically inclined, that at least, I don't know, thinking-wise, brain-wise, whatever, um, you are ahead of those who, who aren't. I don't know if that's true or not, but at least that's what it says. So here we've got these uh, drummer metronomes, the deadlock drum pad. They're normally $60 this week through Saturday at midnight. If you want to pick up one of these maybe as a gift or something for yourself, whatever the case may be. And Bradley uses these, by the way. He uses them himself. Um, you can get these for 10% off with the promo code DEADLOCK. So when you check out in our store, enter DEADLOCK, and you'll get the 10% off. And that is through this Saturday night at midnight. Okay, So after that, it's not there. We'll have a different offer. Okay, And if you want the other offer, go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. Sign up for the emails there because we send out one email a week. They go out usually on Saturday. Sometimes if there's a lot of stuff going on, it might be Sunday. 
but usually they go out on Saturday. So sign up for those. Those are at sonsoflibertyradio.com. They're different than the media email. So if you're getting that and you want the other one, that's where you got to go. Okay, today is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And uh, as always, we have our Comic Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Hello, hello. Yeah, and we're, we're going to be talking about education, and we're going to be talking about the military, and people are probably going, how do these things uh, kind of go in uh, together? And I've already sort of teed up some of this for you on Monday's okay. show when we talked about the draft and, and that including women. So why don't you tell us all the information you got for us today? Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to point out that... Um, on my um, article that was published yesterday, you're going to see it's titled Educratic Obedience or Bust. And so what I do is I cover the two topics where it doesn't seem like they're going to mesh together. One is the um, attack on civil rights that the Department of Education is trying to raise the awareness about. And then the other is how the Department of Education has been named by our government to be a partner to help reshape our military system here in America that would include not just the draft, but uh, for women, but uh, give us more of a police state. And what better way to do that than the headlines that are coming out of the, some of the states where it's going, you know, we're we're getting low on school bus drivers. We can't find enough mom and dad. So we're going to go get our state's national guard and we're going to have them drive the school buses. Now, what better way to help start really getting in our minds that, Hey, we need to have more police state than something as innocent sounding as, Oh yeah, the national guard is going to now drive my school bus. I know it sounds like I have my, uh, tinfoil hat on way too tight this morning. But I tell you what, when you look at some of the bills that are in Congress, when you look at what is in the bill besides the, the drafting of women from 18 to 26, which would include at least one of my children, as well as probably several of yours, Tim, it, it's really something that we should not sit here and just, oh, don't worry about it, you know. We really shouldn't. So how a lot of this is playing into the mask and the vaccine and all that, again, is through the Department of Education and their uh, absolute bogus case against five states. And those five states are Iowa, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Utah, and Tennessee, that those states are violating the universal indoor masking policy at school because you have several parents of special needs children who are saying, wait a minute, this is violating my child's civil right. Well, now let's stop and think about something. And this was the point in my article during the first section. You have an unconstitutional agency that is crying foul over something that has been proven to be a, a violation of our civil rights in the first place. And that is the mask. South Carolina, hello. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's not only been proven uh, to be a violation, it's proven not to work. The manufacturers have had it on their boxes. They've recently scrubbed it since people started pointing out that the manufacturers of these masks, which aren't, I mean, these, most people think that those are surgical masks. They aren't. I mean, we had Dr. Lee Merritt mm -hmm. on to point out. This is not a surgeon's mask. We've had videos showing sweatshops making these things on the floors. 
uh, just a bunch of guys in there tacking things up on the floor, the dirty floor with these masks and things. And so people have just bought into it. They've they've accepted whatever they're told. They don't question the authority that comes out or the pretended authority, as you said. It was un- these are unconstitutional agencies, all of them, who are who are doing all this. And then you've got the U.S. Department right. of Education pushing it. So how are we looking at? Uh, and I saw the article um, mm-hmm. the other day on the mm-hmm. using the National Guard to start taking kids to school. I'm sitting here going, mm-hmm. "Where's mom and dad?" Where is mom and dad? Oh, we got to go to work. Well, see, see, let me make this point real quickly, and I'll let you jump in it. Sure. This is sure. exactly how Marxists work. They attack the family. They've got mom and dad stretched so thin that mom and dad have to work. They just, ha- both of them have to work uh, outside the home. The children are left to the state for however many hours a day. The state picks them up, feeds them, indoctrinates them, sends them back home later in the day. And then sends more indoctrination work home to be done at home. And yeah. and it's destroying the family. And mom and dad are going to have to find a way. And, they, and you can do it. I want to tell people, you can do it. To bring your kids home and start teaching them yourself. I'll have a link in the uh, archive this morning where you can do it for free. At least if they're through, I think, grade 5, kindergarten through grade 5, you can do it for free. You can get the curriculum for free. So there's there's all kinds of way that parents can do things to override what it uh, you know those who are supposed to be our representatives who really become tyrants uh, are trying to push on us. All right. Well, before we get into the press releases, if you would show that first image, please. If you've not seen this, this is something that you need to make sure. It's a shame we don't have somebody who can make this into a bumper sticker. This is the Nuremberg Code, Article Six, Section Three. Whoop! This is the. That was the first image that I had. I'm so sorry. It was down in the attachments. (laughs) There it is right there. Okay, that's okay. Nuremberg Code, Article 6, Section 3, tells us that no government can mandate or force medical treatment without individual consent. And with that said, let's go to that first press release. This was dated August the 30th. And this is where the U.S. Department of Education said that Iowa, South Carolina, Utah, Oklahoma, and Tennessee were being targeted because they were being unfair to their students and their uh, treatment was being unfair. Now, here's what it says. Prohibitions of universal indoor masking prevent school districts from implementing health and safety policies that they determine are necessary to protect students from the exposure of COVID-19, including those with underlying medical conditions related to their disability. Now, it goes on to tell you, The Department of Education will fight to protect every student's right to access in-person learning safely and the rights of local educators to put in place policies that allow all students to return to the classroom full-time, in-person, and safely this fall. Uh, Tim, do you see the parents in there anywhere? Nope, it's because they want to be mommy and daddy, and as far as I'm concerned, the U.S. Department of education right. can go suck a dirty mass down their pie hole for that. <laughs> right. Well, in my article, I point out to the fact that this is a thinly veiled threat on several levels, because if you read it, you'll note that at least four other states, Florida included, were not as much in trouble because they don't have any pending court cases on this particular in, um, um, issue. All right. The whole concept of mandating masking for children is not a government or school decision. If it has to be one, 
It should be the parents. And I'm not going to tell you that I disagree with that. Okay. But if you really look at it, it should be the family who's deciding what they will go along with and what they won't go along with. This enforcement violates everyone's civil rights in the first place, because it violates not only the Nuremberg Code, which we just showed you, but the 10th Amendment, and then the uh, Code 20 U.S., I think it's 20 U.S. Code 1232A, which you just showed about no federal um, entity in education as well. Now, that being said, on September the 9th, the Department of Education came out with another press release that we need to show saying, you know what, you've got states that are being bad. And while we're going to put them on the hot seat, we're going to come in the back door and we're going to give you your state, your district. If you've been penalized in any way because of all this bad policy and all this not going along with everything, we're going to come in and we're going to give you money to fix the problem. So in other words, let's think about it. We've got money that came into the schools for school safety under the CARES Act, under the American Rescue Plan. And each one of those, and we've been over these in previous shows, Tim, every one of the 50 states and U.S. territories had to submit a state plan for safe return to school that the Department of Education rubber stamped and say, yes, you can. You can move forward. Mother says you can. So, boom, you go. Now they're coming back and going, oh, well, we've already given you millions and billions of dollars to do all this, but you're not doing it the way we want. So now we're going to sit here and we're going to make a case out of your state. But then we're going to turn around and we're going to come back in the back door and go directly to your school district, which they have no right to do, and give them money to supposedly kowtow to what they've already had money for to kowtow to. I know it's very confusing, but do you see where I'm trying to go with this? Yeah, well, I see where they're trying to go with it. I mean, because this is the part where I mentioned to a friend of mine, you know, mm-hmm. if, you, if I was a governor, one of the first things I'd want to do is to remove every federal agency office out of my state so they can't come doing this stuff. And as soon as they're in the state, you know where they're at and you go mm-hmm. deal with them. If they're not doing something that's constitutional, which they're an un- they're unconstitutional agencies doing in them anyway, so they're mm-hmm. out of the out of the bounds of the Constitution, they shouldn't be in your state in the first place. So, right. yeah, and- I see exactly what you're saying. Now they're getting right in your back. When you say the back door, you might as well say our backyard. Well, absolutely, because here's an excerpt. The U.S. Department of Education now announced that it will launch a new grant program to provide additional funding to school districts that have funds withheld by their state or otherwise financially penalized for implementing strategies to prevent the spread of COVID-19 consistent with the CDC's uh, guidance, such as universal masking. Now, in the archive, as in the article, you're going to see that I've given you broadcasts to not just Sons of Liberty content, but to independent media content that is telling you that guidance, first of all, is very fallible. Second of all, some of the things they've been leaving out that um, need to be brought up about masks and vaccines and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that they have no business talking about in the first place. And yet Mm -hmm. uh, the American people get caught. This is part of the problem. They move. When I say the right or the left, the right or left of what? I keep going back to that. It's kind of like the pro-choice argument. What is the pro? What are you talking about? Pro-choice, a pro-choice to kill your baby. 
the right or the left is right or left of the law. And what you're saying is, here's an unconstitutional agency, so that's right or left of the law, trying to do things that are unconstitutional, which is right or left of the law. And the people, in many cases, go along with it. I mean, we've got, what, you said five states, and then there are, like, what, I read about four four more others. Four Mm -hmm. others, Florida, Texas, Arkansas, and Arizona. And um, they're defying the tyrants. Good for them. I mean, I... <laughs> but here's the thing, because you've got five states who have pending court cases, this is the golden opportunity that is needed by this shift to a more police state. And that is make an example out of them, drag them through the mud, you know, incarcerate, imprison, you know, all that kind of stuff literally or figuratively, so that everyone else will sit there in fear going, oh, no, I can't do what South Carolina did or or Tennessee did, or I can't do what Oklahoma or Utah or Iowa's doing because, oh, look at what's going to happen to us as a state. They're going to use this. It's going to be like the scapegoat, okay? Then you've got these other states where you've got hotbed issues going on that have nothing to do with education, but the people who are running these particular other four states who are going to be held up as the be-all, end-all, and you just watch. Yep. Yep. I can't can't disagree. That's exactly what they're doing. And uh, so how is all of this, Mm -hmm. when we're talking about these mass mandates, how is this going to intersect with the military? (laughs) <laughs> okay, I laugh not very uh, because it's funny. It's just it's ironic, and if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. And I don't. Laugh. <laughs> That's the there laugh you need go. to have. There we go. There we go. Okay, so how does this tie in? I'm so glad that that you brought that up. Okay, from my article, if you've seen the most recent mainstream news, you'll know that the U.S. Congress has introduced legislation which would call our 18 to 26 year old females or our daughters into the selective service draft. Now, we've lived for with uh, for years knowing that our sons or males in this age group have been involved. So how is education involved? Well, I'm glad you asked because there are several bills in the 117th Congress that connect. Um, two of them do, in fact, include the women for drafting. Now, all of the ones that I have listed for you in the article will use education, Tim, for career track to the military through the STEM, the science, the technology, engineering, and math, as well as the career tech education or the outcome-based education. It's uh, going to show us an increase in our federal government. It will expand the nanny state, the police state, and it will put us more in the frog-like pot of we're going to turn up the heat to how controlled you are, but it's not going to feel like it because after all, we're coming in and we're going to give you people who are now suddenly serving nationally through public service. And so how this is going to happen is you have two bills. One is S1139 and the other is HR2509. Both of these are the selective service repeal act of 2021. Now, both of these are like three or four pages, so there's not a lot of language to get tripped over, Tim, but what you have to understand is they're seeking to abolish the uh, selective service and throw it in the executive branch so that it can become more of a national service organization, not part of the military. So we're going to come in and we're going to nationalize the military under the guise of public service. 
Okay. Look at the agenda that's written in between the lines on those two. Now, S-2282, this one's called the Unity Through Service Act. This is precisely what I'm talking about. This one will expand our federal government. It will involve the U.S. Department of Education as a executive council member organization to help reshape our military system. It will, ex- it will quote, expand military service opportunities, national service, and public service. Now, on the 37 pages of this particular bill, you'll see, as I just said, the U.S. Department of Education will become an executive council member overseeing the changes of how our nation defines what public service is. The unintended consequences in this bill are very large and looming. And I'm not telling you on purpose because I want you to go and do your homework so that you can hold your senators and representatives accountable for this garbage. All right. S4049, the National Defense Authorization. This one is a whopping 1,000 824 pages. It's already passed the Senate, as you'll see Tim is showing you. And if you're listening, you'll just have to see that instead of the usual chain of, hey, I passed the Senate, now I cross over to the House, now I'm going to the president and signed into law. This one just tells you it's been passed by the Senate. So there's no crossover. I'm not really sure what that means. Within the almost uh, 1,800 pages, women is inserted 35 times. This particular bill also has 43 related bills. Now, on page 743 of this particular one, Tim, you're going to see that all women who are post 9-11 traumatized, who are still at high risk of unemployment, will be a target. You will see on page 892, women as part of a reconciliation council for the Afghan government. On page 1026 and page 1614. This will center our education on Afghan women and education reform. Now, if you try to access this bill, it will really want to either go straight to a download on your computer or it'll want to sit there and say, well, this one's so big you can't get to it. Again, we went over this last week. They're getting these mammoth bills and they're putting it so that we can't really access it near as much as we we need to. Okay. now of those 43 related bills, I just wanted to point out that some of them and I didn't look at all of them, Tim, but some of them like H.R. 2500 or H.R. 6764 or H.R. 7096 will also incorporate being a good neighbor for a nanny state. That's not the title. okay? but that's the attitude of it. Uh, 7096 will incorporate the artificial intelligence that is tied in through education, as well as our military to be used against us. You're going to see that HR 7139 is American leadership in international affairs. So here we're seeing not only uh, the, the police state ramp up, or the, you know, like I said, the the frog pot boiling water to where you're used to all this. But now we're bringing in the globalization aspect, which we know that there is in the sustainable development goals that many um, state like control in every one of the 17 goals. 
Okay. All right. I've got all these other ones up here as well that we're going to get into. Absolutely, we are. Okay, the next one we want to cover is H.R. 6395. This is the House's William Thornberry National Defense Authorization of 2021. This one has 93 related bills, and it became law on January 1st of this year. Did you know that? I didn't. I didn't either. Okay. I know. Here we go. This is another one that is so big, it will want to instantly either download or hold your computer up. I can tell you that the science, technology, engineering, and math is woven in on page 1757. It's an automatic nod to the skill-based education, as we know, as well as the United Education. Uh, Excuse me, United Nations. Whoops, that was a Freudian slip there. Okay, skill-based education also means the career tracks for elementary and secondary education. So it won't be just through higher education like it's needed to be able to join our military. This is also known as what Charlotte Iserbeet has told us is the outcome-based education. And we have to remember that the danger in outcome-based education, especially for our military, is that you're coming out a government-shaped minion, not a free-thinking citizen. We need to understand that this particular whopper also included all kinds of gender analysis, especially through our military. Well, it isn't like we haven't said that this right here, the issue of education is the under, this is where they've not just stuck the camel's nose up under the tent. They've got the whole camel in there. This is what they're this is why Wednesdays are so important, people. And, you know, we had somebody, let, let me just throw this in here, Lynn. We had somebody at the first say, oh, politics is, <clears throat> I forget what the comment was. Uh, I'd have to go back up here and see it. Something about politics is needy for, you know, the, the poor people, they need Jesus. And this. And I agree, they do need Jesus. But the fact of the matter is, oh, it is, politics are not helpful to the poor and needy people if they don't know who God is. Well, they know who God is, Romans 1. They just choose, people choose not to honor him as God. And that's not just poor and needy people, that's rich people too. And and believed in their gods who they never believed in. Go ahead. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Politics has become God, just like science has become God. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I was going to get at. Is we have to, yeah, no, but it's a good point. That's what I was going to get at is that it has become that. And so it does have an impact. And anybody who goes back in the Old Testament, every message out of the mouth of the prophet is not only a spiritual message, it is a political message. Why? Because they've abandoned law, they've abandoned God's law. And as a result of that, what happens? Instead of obeying his commands and being blessed, they disobey his commands and they become cursed. And so there is both the spiritual and the, I hate the term political, but hopefully everybody gets what I'm saying. It's dealing with government. Uh, you get both aspects of that. And this is, and the Bible speaks to both of them, folks. It, it speaks to both of them. You can't have one without the other. You can say, I don't want to talk about politics. You can talk, say that all you want to. And you're going to have to deal with it on one level or another sooner or later. It's just the way it is. And Lynn is showing you, you're going to be dealing with it if you have kids in a public school. You're going to be dealing with it even if you don't have kids in a public school. Yeah. I just wanted to to point out one thing. If you look at the timeline on this S4049, you know, when I said that it brought in women as part of the Reconciliation Council for the Afghan government and focused American education reform on Afghan women, look at the timeline. Look at the things that have happened. Does this particular bill predate what has just happened, or is it a quick Band-Aid on a 
a supposed oh, problem. it's a year. It's a year ahead of it. It's three twenty six twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Just so just people see the, it, it says yeah, right to, there. Yeah, just wanted to point that out. So, um, uh, moving on, we have for fiscal year twenty twenty two HR forty three fifty. Now, this one is one thousand three hundred sixty two pages. Its full title is the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal twenty twenty two. Now, this is the one the mainstream media has picked on, Tim, about the women's eligibility for the selective service. Now, you can find that particular information near page 225. That's where you will actually see it. Uh, If you can't find it, use the word draft in your search engine and you'll be able to find it. Now, this will also show you the other instances of where you will see draft in HR 4350. Now, that's not the only problem, but that is the one that mainstream media has picked up on. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't have, okay, but they should be just as open with the rest of the garbage that's in that particular bill. And I wanted to point out that the um, some of the same sections in this fiscal year 2022 showed up. For, uh, now, this one's from the House, but some of the same language, some of the same sections were in the Senate's 4049. So if you've got one that came out a year ago, and now you've got one that's coming up for 2022, and they're using the same language, but it's just from a different chamber, what is that telling you? Okay, what the what mainstream left out was in 4350, you're going to see family programming, especially tied to the military change, special operations, the ever-famous sense of Congress, which I know they don't have, and Al-Qaeda is even woven in. You'll also see that more education alignment to globalization can be found. Look at page 948, where military partnerships with your local school districts, Tim, and nonprofits will bring about more career-tracked education skill-based garbage it's absolutely incredible to me that uh, all of this is getting under. And here you've given us all these bills. Mm-hmm. And it, again, I kind of go back <laughs> thirteen hundred pages, thirteen hundred pages. I, I'm I'm curious, uh, Lynn, how how many of our representatives read? I don't know, ten percent of those pages. You know, I don't know, but here's what I can tell you, and I think I put it in the email to go with the archives. Um, oh, it's with the resolutions we're about to cover. Let's cover those first, and then I want to come back to that point, okay? Now, there are two resolutions, one from the House of Representatives and one from the Senate, uh, and the Senate resolution is 340. The House's is 606. Now, these are opposition to the mandate for women being drafted, and while that might be a good thing, okay, it leaves out the storm of all the other agenda points I just pointed out. Congress is not opposing those, but they will oppose this one. And yes, that is totally unconstitutional to have women in your draft. Okay, I understand that. But when we're looking at one and we're not looking at all the rest that connect to it, how are you going to really solve the problem? It's like with a cockroach. If you see one, okay, you kill it. Cool. You gotten rid of it. But what did you do about the nest of them that are still under the floorboards? They're still there. Well, let's hit this. You know, you said, yeah, it's wrong to have the women in the in the in the draft. 
And I agree. This is what I touched on on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also unbiblical and unconstitutional to have men in a draft, too. See, the problem mm-hmm. is the draft itself. And yeah. if we read in Amendment uh, three or 13, excuse me, it says this. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, which is what a draft is, right. except as punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to the jurisdiction. Now, I'm going to tell you, that right there, that whole, that whole section one of the amendment is unbiblical. It needs to be corrected. Right. Nowhere right. in Scripture are we to be conscribed to, to slavery to the state. Now, if we've wronged somebody and we don't have the ability to pay them to restore that, that which we've wronged them for, maybe we've damaged property or something like that, then we are to, to, um, to work that off with them as indentured slavery, if you will. It, I know people don't like that no. term, but that is what it is. It is to make restoration to the person we've harmed, not to government. And so the entirety of Section 1, Amendment 13, uh, this whole idea that that the people can somehow be put into slavery to the government is unbiblical, I mean, th- which makes it un- immoral. So that needs right. to be corrected. But the, the, the issue right. is is that men shouldn't be conscribed to this stuff either because it does make them slaves in violation of the Constitution's own wording. Right. And I'm so glad you brought that up. It is not that I was saying that it's okay for, for our guys sure, to be sure, drafted. It. It, it, it's not at all. But here's the thing. You talk about indentured servitudes. How many times, how many shows, Tim, have I used that to describe the, the student debt? Because you remember the government has come up with these supposed uh, forgiveness programs. Now, they're not current ones, but um, some of the former ones. And this was under one of the administrations within our lifetime where they were like, oh, yeah, you know, make all your payments for 10 years. If, uh, you know, at 10 years, you still got a balance, we'll come to work for the U.S. government. and We'll forgive the rest of the, ba- of, of the balance. That's indentured servitude. We've pointed it out several, several times. But as far as these resolutions go, okay, this is going to be used as a widget against political lines, because if you look at both of these resolutions, Tim, they're Republican backed. And they're going to point the finger and go, well, yeah, it's all the Democrats fault that we're in this in the first place. Yep. Yep. That's it. Well, that's exactly what they do. and, and, And this is going to play right into the upcoming elections, which is why I said the five the five states will be a scapegoat. Those other four, if you look at the leaders of those other four states or elected officials, however you want to term it, they're going to be brought up. And what better timing than these upcoming elections? Now, if you go back and you look at the other unconstitutional federal agencies that will join the U.S. Department of Education in reshaping our military, Tim. You're going to see they're just as unconstitutional as well. Labor, agriculture, health and human services, and there's a plethora of others, okay? This means that every aspect of our lives will come under a police-like state so that we can be a useful idiot, which is why I included Saul Alinsky's Are You a Useful Idiot? Well, let's bring that up real quick, uh, <laughs> since 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 you've got the image here, and I did get this one. <laughs> so let's bring that up. How to create a social state by Saul Alinsky. There are eight levels of control that you must 
that must mm-hmm. be obtained before you're able to create a social state. The first is the most important. Healthcare. Well, they've already pushed that in. It only took them about two decades because everybody mm-hmm. rejected it with the Clintons. They, uh, you know, and and here's the thing too. Let me just make this point: the Democrats sure. were willing to lose all their seats to push this through. The Republicans are willing to lose nothing because they're controlled opposition. Uh, you know, to and let this go through. They couldn't get it taken out with Trump, and everybody blames Paul Ryan. Well, he's a part of the problem. That's true. But Trump, look, before he went in office, he said, "I think we ought to have universal health care, uh, just like Canada." So don't tell me he's any different. He's not any different. He's just fine. They just want their name on it. That's the issue that they want to yeah. do. But they're controlled. Then he says, two is poverty." which they're currently trying to do right now. Three, debt. That's been going on for some time. Four, gun control. That's being pushed. I had an article on that pointing out Mm -hmm. what's going on in the U.K. with their gun registry and how somebody hacked it. And now all the gun owners are now targets for criminals and politicians. Excuse me, criminals, because that covers both of them. Um, And then he says welfare, education, religion, and class war- warfare, are you just their useful idiot? This is uh, uh, Lynn's meme, so we'll have that in the archive as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want us to, to point out, okay, maybe you've, you've listened to the first part of the show and you're still struggling with how does this play into the second part. And it's the fact, as I've said, getting you so used to being controlled that when the military shifts, if it's successful in shifting away from protecting us to in imposing on us that's going to be a problem again it's through every aspect because if you, of our lives because if you look at the related bills i just brought them up why is congress shaping legislation to show your papers so you can get on a blasted airplane why is congress coming up with bills to uh show that you need to be a neighbor who polices your own neighborhood it's none of their darn business so there's so much going on right now and these are all playing into it so yeah look at what the mainstream said about this particular bill but then go and look at the rest of it because it's the rest of it that paints the entire picture opens up that floorboard so that you can find that blasted nest. Now, we have to remember, if Congress is successful in repealing selective service, it becomes by default an executive branch mandated system. And we we know what happens when any form of government has a mandate. It doesn't work well. We well also now, hang on. Need- can I ask a question about that? Sure. How does it by default fall over to the executive branch if it's repealed? That means that that law, which is un, it's not lawful. I don't think the Selected Service is constitutional. How does it then somehow just by default go over to the executive branch? I don't understand. Okay, it's in the language. It will tell okay. you. Okay, we're going to pull it out of the state and we're going to throw it in the executive branch. That's how. Okay, it's in what language? The one to uh, um, to um, get rid I'm of it? Sorry. Um, yes, the repeal, the Selective Service Repeal Act, one from the House, one from the Senate. Those okay. were the very first yep. okay. two. Yep. Yeah, it's in that. And it says here, it would seek to end the Selective Service and in its place insert all military actions under the executive branch. Okay, so this is uh, S-1139 and H.R. 2509, is that correct? Yes, sir. That's okay. it. Okay. okay. All right. I wanted to so, see how that happened. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. So if they're successful in doing that, the authority of how our military is staffed 
and I use that with quotation marks, will be under the total thumb of our executive branch where it's not supposed to be. Okay. If Congress is successful in changing the language to include women in the selective service or again, staffing, uh, this means again, that our daughters for the first time will be involved in this sort of thing, which we know is unconstitutional, but that doesn't even cover the rest of it, Tim. Think about the social justice that's the flavor of the month right now. The distrust for authority. What do you think is going to happen to our nation if these sorts of things happen? Those who've been steeped in social justice, those who have had such a distrust for our authority with these inflammatory events of our recent past, we're going to see a rise in not only the United Nations-led mumbo-jumbo, which our U.S. Department of Education totally supports, but we're going to see more discourse, distrust. We're going to see more families turning against each other. We're going to see more hate, more division. We cannot, as followers of Christ, listening to this show or wherever you listen to it, we cannot allow this to happen because this means we will have absolutely less laid out everything for the United Nations to come in and finish up with those sustainable development goals to put us under such a thumb as we have never seen before. Well, this is why it's very important that people understand the power of the sovereign state, not of the federal government, to deal locally to shut this stuff off and to say, you can pass all the bills you want to. We're nullifying everyone. And again, I, you know, I, I I wish there was a Governor Tim Brown, at least for a little while. I don't really want to be governor, but if I was, get these feds completely out of the state, and that way when they come in to try to enforce it, you deal with the criminals who are coming to try to enforce criminal legislation like what we're seeing right here. Right. Absolutely. So we know that um, there is a big push right now. Uh, Let's see. The Citizens for Free Speech has a No Mask for Kids project going on right now. And you can I put the link in that for the archives, but you could go and you can read where parents are giving you real time information over what's going on in their neighborhood over the the um, mask and the vaccine in school, whether they approve of it or whether they don't. Uh, it's full of just all kinds of gut wrenching things. And I suggest that you either have a really strong constitutional or a big um, uh, box of Kleenex if you go to that site and read some of the stories, but get involved. Moms for Liberty also has uh, chapters all over the nation, and one of the things that they're being really successful in doing right now is going to these local school boards and raising cane as they should be, and school boards are listening. Now, one of the ways that I can tell you this backdoor garbage about um, the feds coming in and giving federal money directly to the local school districts so that they can bypass the supposed prohibitions that their state is putting up about these sorts of things. It's here in North Carolina, we have 100 counties. So far of those 100 counties, five districts have been successful in saying no masks will be mandated. But who do you think the federal government is going to go to first to say, oh, no, Oh, no, 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 no. You can't think on your own. You're going to have to come in and you're going to be able to be eligible for these grants so that you can implement the very thing that you just said you didn't want. That's a violation in itself because you've just directly gone against what we the people have said they wanted 
and put into action and replaced it with government hush money. Yeah. Well, the people are going to have to stand up and do it. And again, let's go back to I want to address something that came up early in the thing to say, well, you know, because some people don't get it. They think, well, you just give people Jesus. And if you give people Jesus, well, then that's all they need. And it is all they need. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to mitigate that. But what does that entail? That entails going to the gates of hell. And Jesus says they won't prevail against uh, the church. And so you got to understand uh, the the gentleman who or woman whatever I couldn't make it out by the name, but you've got to understand when you do that. Jesus said that we're to teach all that He commanded, not just hey you need uh, to be saved from the wrath to come. That's a that's a part of it. In fact, that's the initiating part of it. From that, you're you're taken from being a slave in the system to be to being set free. The, whoever sets whoever the son sets free is what shall be free indeed. Right. So he says to do that, and then he says that you're to learn all that he commanded, and you're to teach that to others. You're to teach it to the nations. You're to disciple them. And he says the gates of hell won't prevail. We've talked about that before. Uh, you know, Bethany is making mention in the chat, you know, about her and her husband and, and her kids. They're going and being vocal locals, as, as they like mm-hmm. to call them. They're those who are going to the gates of hell, as it were. They're, they're city councils, they're county councils, and they're saying, no, 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 God has said this, this, and this. You're, you're in rebellion against that. You need to get that straight. You need to repent. You need to correct that, and you need to do what's right. That is what we're talking about. So people who say, this is just spiritual, and it has no shoe leather that it walks in, that it goes in and it deals with actual problems, actual sins, let's put it that way, This it's lawlessness within our midst is not a real Christianity. It's not a real biblical faith. Because a real biblical faith will go and do as God has commanded. And so, you know, this is one of the reasons why we bring Lynn on, is Lynn has a biblical foundation too. And when she brings this out, part that's that filters into why she's seeing these things is to bring them to our attention so that we can be the church and so we can stand against it. Lynn? I just wanted to point out, I don't argue with anything you've said. I agree with it. I just want to point out, we have got to be super careful what version of Jesus we are teaching and listening to, because we have so many of our churches who have been infiltrated with the very doctrine of what we're pointing out. I mean, go back to the shows where we cover the the denominations who have gotten into bed with the United Nations for the sustainable development goals. You've got to be super careful just because the group says it's Christian. What kind of Christianity? Is it this United Nations related garbage or is it one that is truly independent? We have to be super careful because we have seen that um, our churches are being used as widgets to help bring in this controlled nanny state. Yeah, is it a Trump-style Christianity or is it a biblical Christianity? Uh, Because the difference is in are we obeying God, are we not obeying God, are we trying to push the crown rights of King Jesus in every area of life, are we not? I dealt with this when we were talking about um, the last day's madness. I think that was on Friday's show. Uh, I'll have some links in there uh, to that, as well as... You know, whether or not Christ broke the law. No, he didn't. He upheld the law. There's no doubt about it. We are to be those who uphold the law. And so when I'm sure like the Bidens and the people like that, they call us the troublemakers. And it's just like, what was it, uh, Elijah? 
that they said he was the trouble of Israel. Well, he wasn't in trouble of Israel. That was the king and all the wicked people in his court. He was saying, you're the trouble of Israel because I'm calling you back to what God said in the first place. So, again, the the churches have been uh, if neutered, made effeminate, or whatever the case may be, and you're right. Uh, Jesus said, beware of those who come in my name. Many of them will say they're the Christ, but some of them are just going to come in his name, claiming that, obviously, they're Christians, they're followers of Christ, when they're really not. So there has to be a, a caution to that, and I appreciate you pointing that out. Right. Okay. Very good. Well, that's uh, that's what I have for you today. So, yeah, it's not just... Uh the tip, you know, the it's not just the women in draft. That's the tip of the iceberg. It's the rest of the the, the iceberg that we need to look at. And thank you so much for letting me be able to do that because, Absolutely. like I said, this is setting our entire nation up to be reshaped into such a horrible situation. For example, last night when I went to to go to bed, I've been so troubled by a lot of this that I just, I really could not go to sleep. But instead of my pillow feeling nice and soft, it was like I was literally laying my head on this rock and it hurts so much because this is not what is... This is not what our government was ever supposed to do. It was supposed to help protect our rights, not sit here and turn against us. Well, it's not supposed to unless the people are disobedient towards God, and then God says, hey, I'm going to turn that against you. I'm going to take your blessings and make them curses till they overtake you. And this is what the message of the Sons of Liberty is about, is about our own personal repentance and our national repentance, because God has called us to both. And so it's not... Just, you know, Tillman Bradley pointing the finger at everybody else is pointing the finger back at us because whatever we preach, as Spurgeon said, I've already preached to myself, you know, a hundred times before I speak it to somebody else. So it's not like we've we've attained either. So we're we're pushing each other, we're we're spurring each other on, we're sharpening one another by calling each other to repentance. Um, you know, Lynn, let me give you we've got a few seconds here. We got about thirty seconds or so. Do you want to tell people where they can find out more about you? If you want to read uh, the article, if you'd like to look at any of the other related resources that I have for you, commoncordiva.com, I do have a donate button. So if you would like to help offset any of my upcoming needs, that would be great. Uh, As always, pray for my family, pray for your family. We've got to really protect the family. You can find me on Breaking News Journal, Amazon and Roku TV. I have a Common Core Diva channel there. We do have subscriptions available. I think it's like three bucks a month and you can get all this kind of uh, video content. Uh, You can find me on MeWe, USA.life. You can find me at Local Citizens, um, uh, Citizens for Free Speech under Local Activist. You can also find me um, on Twitter and Facebook. Okay, Lynn Taylor, thank you so much. We appreciate you as always being with us. Uh, Always informative. Gives us something to go after, to target. Tomorrow, Dr. Christina Parks will be with us. It's pre-recorded, but she'll be with us. Catch catch me, 3 p.m. Eastern today. We'll see you. 